What's up, 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 everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Almost Brothers Podcast. Thank you for joining us yet again. Hope you didn't turn your volume up and just bust your eardrums out. Thank you for joining us again on today's episode. This is going to be a fire topic. Jeremiah, big brain. We're going to be talking about... Big brain. Big brain. (laughs) We're going to be talking about having your mind made up. Let's go. Big bird. Man, he used to scare me. Mm -hmm. Like legit. It's kind of terrifying. Oh, man. And uh, uh, what was the one? Uh, Is it Oscar the Grouch that was in the trash can? Yeah. He used to scare me too. Yeah. All the Muppets are kind of scary. Yeah, they really are. They're creepy looking. Man. How are you? I'm not bad. You look great. Well, thank you. You have have a good night in there with the the youth, dude. Oh man! I see you had tape over the floor, yeah, and, and yeah, there was that. a pretty good turnout tonight, wasn't it? Oh, it was all yeah, it, yeah, was, it was awesome. Was and just man, these kids are—they're awesome. I told them, you know, tonight they're just some of the some of the best group of kids that I've dealt with. I mean, they're just so awesome, man. They're—I mean, you, they're taking notes and they're paying attention. It was just—it's just awesome, man. It's good. I, I'm blessed, man. Blessed to to be able to be here with them. But how was your evening? How was service out? Front? It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Bringing the bring the heat. What do you think? It, of it was encouragement tonight. Oh, so, come on! Yeah, encouragement. Yeah, it was good. Man, you got a haircut? I did. Killing it, man! Yeah. You had a great head of hair, though. <laughs> Thank you. Mine gets a little curly, and mm-hmm. oh, what is it? Wavy. It's wavy. Yeah. yeah, it gets a little bit hard to handle, but a little little frizzy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. not classical. Not too bad. It actually, <laughs> looks really good. Did you cut it too? Because it no. was. No, you're letting no. her go, ain't you? I just go. Oh, yeah. you're, letting <laughs> go. you're letting her go. I can't get to. It starts getting like uh, split ends almost. If it gets yeah. too long, it's the black coming out. So yeah. it gets it real dry. Oh man, <laughs> I, f- I feel bad for my sisters. Like they've got you know dad's side and the the real curly, uh, crinkly hair, and it's hard to t- tame. So yeah, yeah. Oh, but man, this was like this is a good. I'm excited for this topic, man. Yeah, I got to warm up on it a little bit last night in, in our recovery class. Um, I don't even I don't even know really where it came from, but it just it, we started off going one direction and then ended up just not not really being rough on them, but just being very real yeah. with them, raw and raw. Oh, that, yeah. that's the best. Sometimes, like yeah. you know. Because people are sugar, everywhere is sugar-coated. Everything. Oh, don't you worry. You're great. And it's like, you know, sometimes, no, you're not. <laughs> sometimes you suck. Yeah. You need to change. Like, yeah. So that's good, man. Well, oh. we deal with, a, you know, I deal with a lot of um, men and women both who, you know, they're they're going to class and, and recovery classes and parenting classes. Um, they've had their kids taken or whatever. And, um, you know, they got to do these things to get their, get their kids back. But. Yeah. I mean, realistically, some of them do not really have the desire to change. They're just going to do what they have to do to get back to life as normal, the way they, they want it and do right. their thing. And um, that's not the case with all of them, but some of them, yes. And so I guess I just got a little fed up with it last night and and just said, you know, you, know, you got to make up your mind. Yeah. You know, you got you to get bullheaded with it. Because um, I can remember when I was doing what I wanted to do, um, it didn't matter to what lengths I had to go to, or, you know, to, I would do whatever it took, 
um, to get what I, you know, whatever I was wanting to do. Right. Um, my mind was made up, you know, if I was going to go out and I was going to go drinking then I was going to go do that. Yeah. Nobody could tell me any different. Yeah. Nobody could tell me to stop. And so it's the same way whenever we, you know, we decide to make a commitment to the Lord or, or make a commitment not to do something, you know, yeah. whatever it would be. And, um, so yeah, we just started talking about the power of, of the made up mind. And, and once we, we set our mind on something, we can accomplish just about anything, you know, yeah. we're amazing creatures in that way. Oh, that's good. And, and, so, man, and you, and you will make any excuse for yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like to justify it or how, oh, well, I'm not that bad or <laughs> right. Oh man. That's so, yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of where I thought we could talk about is just, and you know, there's, we can go so many directions with this, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just the, the power of, you know, the power that you have when you really make up your mind. Yeah. Um, Pastor Tim this morning, he was talking about, our free will that we have, you know, and that's to make the right decision or to make the wrong decision. Yeah. And, um, you know, so when we make up our mind that, that we're going to make right decisions and we're going to, we're going to live a righteous life, then man, there's very little that can, that can keep us from doing that. Right. Man. And when you, when you brought it up, it, it got me instantly thinking about one, it's such an amazing topic, but two, it, it makes me think about school. Like I'm in this math class. Um, and with math, you know, I'm, 35 years old, knowing that I'm really never going to need to know this. So instantly I make up my mind. I'm not going to need to know this. So I almost check out. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm struggling to, to get, you know, get caught back up and make sure I get to, you know, pass this class. So it's like, it hit me like, real, as soon as you sound like, Oh, that's good. Because I do, I, I get in this class and I've already made my mind up. I'm never going to use this. So there's no need to actually learn it. Mm-hmm. And I go, Oh crap! I need to. I actually need to get through this class. I could say it's a class I have to have. Yeah, you know, and I think that is it in all of our lives, man. You, I remember with me and Jamie, man, it's it's crazy. I, this just came to my mind. Um, you know, when we were struggling and and I was out partying and just living in the world, I remember we had a calendar up on the wall, and we've never really had one. You know, and I just, I had one put up and I, I walked past it one day and I said, man, I've got to get my act together. I'm about to lose my family. I'm about to lose everything. And I remember writing down on that camera, day one of change. And I made my mind up that day that things are going to be different. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better person, a better Christian. And it, it really does, man. There's so much power in that. Uh, why do you think that it's so hard for us to, I, cause I, I think the thing is, is we don't want to make up our mind because we know mm-hmm. once I made it up, I'm going to do it. So we want to play that fence yeah. fence hopping. I, you know, I know for me personally, I always wanted to leave that door open that oh, yeah. I could go oh, back. Yeah. You know, even if I had six months, eight months, 10 months of sobriety, I never wanted to say, well, I'm never going to do that again because I may want to do that again someday. Right. And much like your situation there, I I remember waking up one day and, and um, God really showed me that I was, you know, that I was going to, I didn't like see a vision or anything like that, or he didn't like speak to me, Jeremiah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was just in my, my spirit. I, I, I could see clearly that I was going to lose my wife and yeah. I was going to be all alone and that I was going to be, you know, in trouble. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I felt Man, I don't know how to explain it even, but I just, I, I felt it. And then I knew things were going to get really bad for me if I didn't stop. And and I was kind of at a fork in the road. And so I just, I told God, I said, oh, I'm for real this time, I, I really want to quit and I need you to help me do it. Right. And it was that simple. 
And I just made it, I made up my mind that I wasn't going to do it anymore. And God gave me the strength to, you know, to up to this day that, yeah. I mean, I have, I have no desire to go back to that lifestyle. I have no, you know, there's, there's, I mean, I don't even have triggers. You know, I talk with my clients all the time about triggers and cravings and things like that, Right, man. When I made up my mind that I didn't want to do that anymore, God stepped in and did his part. Yeah. You know, he, he empowered me. And he took the desire from me. He, he, he gave me the strength. Every, he did everything. He provided all that. All I had to do is make up my mind that I wanted to, to surrender that to him. Right. And he just swoops in and, and, and takes care of it. That's like you he's know? waiting on it. Like, he, didn't, just he, didn't re- he didn't remove it from me because there was a lot of times I, man, I can remember going to the altar and I can remember praying, you know, God, just, you know, take the desire from me and all that. But I know I, know I had still had reservations where they were, those were like half-hearted prayers. Right. You know, and so that's why it never, you know what I mean? It never really worked for me before because I would, I would walk out of the church knowing that I wasn't done. Right. I may have went through the motions and I may have looked like I, you know, surrendered it all and had people. I mean, I had, there was, I can't remember being in church one time and I had my uncle and half the deacons. And and I mean, I was up there and and there was just a mob of people praying for me. They were going to get me delivered. You know what I mean? And, And bless their heart, you know, that's, I mean, I'm glad they were there to do that. But I knew even as I'm kneeling down at the altar right then and there that I was not done. Right. If I want to be real and I want to be yeah. honest with myself, I knew I wasn't. Yeah. Like I wanted to be, but I knew I wasn't. Yeah. And um, I, if that makes you're sense to everybody. Mess- oh, no, you're in my <laughs> message from tonight, dude. Talking about r- running the race and we'll, we carry this baggage with us. And we'll, we'll be like, oh, God, I... I've got it under control or, or that one day we say, okay, I'm going to lay it down. And we lay it down knowing that, all right, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start the path you want me to, but I'm going to go back and pick it up later. Yeah. Knowing that like we yeah, do, knowing. Oh, that's so good. Yep. And uh, man, it's, it's, well, I can't remember where I heard it, but God will do everything that you can't do and nothing that you can. <laughs> that's good. Like he will wait there for you. Are you ready now? Are you, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, yeah. I'm gonna do all this that you can't do, but I'm not gonna make you choose to do it right. until you make up your mind. I'll, I'll let you. Go. You want to chase yeah. that effect? Go ahead. I'm, yeah. But I'm gonna stay right here. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be with you. Right. But you know, and it's you know, we talk about uh, we were doing our Bible study yesterday, and we were talking about life and death being in the power of the tongue, mm-hmm. and we think about that, you know, like very literally, like. You know, you, you talk to your brother, you talk to somebody and you, you know, you downgrade them and like you, you're speaking death on them. But many times it comes in the form of talking to ourself. You could speak death into yourself just yes. by not making up your mind or, or making up your mind to go the wrong way. You're, you're, you're talking to yourself, speaking death into your life before you even go and do it. You know, just like you said at the altar, you know, you're, you're sitting there knowing you're telling yourself, I'm going to go back and do it. So you're already speaking yourself into that. So it's like, man, it's, it's, it's so easy, but so hard, you know, because we, we do, we want to leave the door cracked. We want to say, yeah, but it's really not that bad. Like I can just do it a little bit. I mean, I can, I've got it under control. You know, it's, especially when it comes to, you know, alcohol, drugs, you know, pornography, something like that. It's like, well, I don't do it as much as I did. So I'm getting better, but it's like, but God says you, you are a new creation. You don't have to just do a little bit like you right. said, lay it at my feet, not right. lay some of it at my feet, right. you know, but we, we want to hold on to it just a little bit. Though. Yeah. I just hold on to this. Um, and I, I think that's something God hit me real hard about uh, 
just about what I, what I speak, just talking about, um, you know, com- like I'll complain about like something that Jamie does. Like one thing that got on me last week where this is where God checked me is like, she parks her car behind mine and I, I leave first. So every morning I've got to move her car out of the way so I can go out. Shame on you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like actively complaining about this. And God's like, what are you complaining about? Why are you, why are you speaking that? Like, why are you getting upset? It's something mm-hmm. so stupid, mm-hmm. but I'm get, I'm starting my day off upset because I've got to take 35 seconds to move a car. It's like, look at the good things about uh, such an amazing wife an amazing mother and my best friend and all these things. I'm like, why am I upset with her first thing in the morning? It's like, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's like, just speak a lot, make up your mind to speak life into that and, and right. make up your mind. You know, I'm not going to complain about these, this stupid stuff. So it's this it's such a good time. Oh man, it's been hit. It's hit. It hit me, dude. That's so, yeah. so good, man. Uh, something that Missy and I were talking about on the way home from church um, is I can remember, <laughs> I can remember being in jail and I remember I was, I was crying out to God and, and, I was, you know, I was like, you know, I need you, you know, and I hadn't, I probably hadn't prayed in 10 years or, you know, I just, yeah. I can remember being in that situation and, and I was, I was just desperate for, you know, I, I knew it, you know, I needed God. I knew that was my only answer. And, um, I felt like, <laughs> I felt like he told me that, you know, cause, cause here, let me just back up a little bit. God desires relationship with us yeah. more than anything. Yeah. You know, he just wants to, he wants that intimate relationship with us. He wants us to, to talk to him like, you know, we would as if he was our father or our best friend and, and he, you know, he, he is our source for everything that we need. And that's what he wants to be for us. Yeah. And so there would be times whenever I would put him in his proper role, you know, and I would, I would cry out to him, God, you, I need your help. I need you to, you know, forgive me. And I need, you know, I want, I want a relationship with you. And, and I would just, it would, they call them foxhole prayers. Yeah. Um, but I can remember him telling me like, if the only place that you're going to seek my face and desire a relationship with me is in jail, then why don't I just keep you in jail? Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I need to figure out how to do this outside yeah. of here. Yeah. And it was really, you know, it, man, this stuff, it took, I mean, I'm talking, I'm 10, almost 10 years removed from that experience that I'm talking about. Right. I didn't instantly get out of there and change my life around. Like I told him I was going to do. Yeah. Um, I still had to, you know, I still had to go through some things and, you know, I, I praise God for everything that I went through. I'm, I'm so thankful that I lived through it. One, um, I, I wish that I had that testimony that a lot of people do where they, you know, were saved as a kid. They've right. always been in church right. and they've never stolen candy and they've never, you know what I mean? They've never, yeah. they just, I, that, what, a, there is no better testimony. Right. I, sometimes I hear people that have that, that kind of testimony say, well, I can't get up and give a testimony. You have the best, right. you, you have the best one, right. you know? And, um, just because I know that it's people that have battled addiction and, and are in recovery and have, have overcome a lot of things, self-induced things, yeah. by the way they kind of, you know, get this whole, Oh, they got such a good story. Such a good testimony. No, it's a horrible story, right? but it has a happy you, ending. Right. It's like <laughs> you weren't there through yeah. it. Like, and, and I, I'm glad that I went through everything that I did. Um, I, it taught me a lot. It, it, man, if, if anything, it taught me about God's grace and God's mercy and his never ending love. Yeah. Um, even at my worst, you know, I could, I could call on him and he would wrap his arms around me and I'd feel his love even at my worst. And so I, I learned a lot about God through, through all that stuff. And then I also learned about 
how to, how to help others now that, now that I'm in the position that I'm in now, I'm getting to counsel people and teach some groups and some classes. And, you know, God has just really opened the doors. And I know we've talked about this before, but he's just, you know, he's using me now in a way that I never thought was even possible. And I can see that all those things I went through happened for a reason. And yes, they were tough. Yes, there was a lot of sadness. There's a lot of hurt. But man, now it's all getting turned around for his glory. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, you know, building his kingdom and, and just spreading hope to other people. Yeah. You know, that we don't have to look very far and you can find a lot of hopeless people. You know, in this time of year, it's so hard for a lot of people because the holidays coming up and um, there's a lot of hurting people. And, and I just, I love getting to um, share Jesus with them and share and, and just share with them that they have hope, you yeah. know, and I can point them to the answer now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying anything after that. <laughs> Why not? That is good. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, it's all God, man. That's good. He, he kind of, he kind of, uh, I don't know. I was hard headed. I had to, had to kind of go through some things, but you know what? He's, he's, um, he's our best friend and he's going to walk with us through no matter, you know, if you're out there and you're going through some things, Man, just don't give up. Keep moving forward. Know that, um, man. <clears throat> just know that there's hope, and and that um, you know, all you have to do is call out to God wherever you're at, and He'll meet you right there, and then get your butt in church. <laughs> you want to go ahead and close this out because I'm, I think I'm spent right now. I'm about to cry. Thank y'all for joining us. Almost Brothers Podcast. If you don't have a home church, check out the lighthouse in Dexter. Be blessed. <laughs>